Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I am doing so well. It's such a sunshiny day. Well, it's really not, but it is (laughs) post-4th of July high. Uh, This week, it was like so good there were so much good things happening mm-hmm. my bestie had a baby so exciting congratulations to jillian and baby, baby dotty yeah baby dotty um she's just i get to meet her tomorrow i have to wait i've been like oh, gosh it's so hard because i know you have what you lovingly say in your own words the too much gene yeah very much so mm-hmm. i have something similar but like i just smother people with love to death <laughs> So, you know, you have the too much love gene. I have the too much love gene. Like, right? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, how early in our friendship was I just like, I love you. And you're like, thanks, yeah. you fucking creep. Like, get away from me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you'll say. And now you say that you love me all the time. I do. I say it back. I'm trying to be better about giving people the love yeah. and attention they deserve, Thank especially you. when it needs to be reciprocated, because I'm not yes. always good at that. Yes. So. Uh, the reason why I bring that up is because, like, I have to, like, play it cool with the baby and not be like, <laughs> like Henry <laughs> from, from and no! at Jen's window. <laughs> and, like, baby Dottie, I'm obsessed with you. Like, let yeah. me meet you. I have to, like, give them space and yeah. be like, hi. Um, well, you have to establish yourself as the cool aunt, like, immediately. Absolutely. You know and I mean? then yeah. the thing is, is that, like, Jillian's sister, Lane, is, like, way cooler than I will ever be. So, like, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Did you get the baby, like, an outfit? Because maybe that's, like, what yeah. if the baby wears, what if you buy an outfit that's very, very, like, cute or yes. applicable or, like, something, yes. and then you get a photo of the baby in the outfit, and then forever Perfect. you just throw them the photo and be like, this was from your super cool aunt, like. Okay, done. I mean, you know yeah, I mean? I've gone, I've gone okay. at her a lot of really cool outfits. I'll get her more cool outfits. Yeah, you just have to, like, establish, you have to swoop in and establish mm-hmm. dominance as the cool aunt immediately. Yes. All right, I, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, typically, I just buy people with my love, so this 
kind of works. It's not true, but I do love <laughs> gifts. And then what else do I want to say? Uh, I also want to say that I'm just like, I'm just really excited to meet the baby tomorrow. So I'm like kind of on a high. Yeah. Good mood today. Good mood. I mean, when have I ever been in a good mood? But I am in a good mood today. How about you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I got some, I had a pretty, pretty productive morning. I got Fab. some chores done I needed to get done. Fabulous. Um, yeah, I wish the weather would turn. Like, I just feel like when you look at the forecast and there's literally yeah. like rain every day for the next week, it's very depressing. And so I'd like for the like weather to turn around. But that's okay. I mean, I have air conditioning, so I shouldn't be complaining too much because some people don't. And that would be the worst nightmare of all time. You would find me at like a cafe every single day because there's no way I'd be sitting in this heat without air conditioning. You know, I would cry. It would be so So, bad. (laughs) I remember. Okay. So uh, years ago, my friend Christy, who listens to this podcast. So hi, Christy. Um, so she had this apartment in Boston and she went to school up there and then she lived in Boston like for a while afterwards and I visited her and the apartment that she lived in, it did not have air conditioner because oh, air no. conditioning because it's, you know, Boston has like a lot of like it's older old buildings. buildings and yada, yeah. yada, yada, very historical, very beautiful. I <laughs> remember like going to sleep that night so fucking hot and i love to sleep cold yeah and me too I, mm-hmm. I cried in her apartment because like, you were hot yeah i, was like, I don't know if i'm gonna survive this i was like this might be the end of me oh no it's end of days end of days end of days i was really hot i hate it oh i really, I, I also really hate sleeping hot we like crank the ac and close the door and for to our bedroom yeah. like in the summers and not for nothing like you can't just like go to your friend's apartment and sleep naked you have to, you know what I mean? That's did, you like, have a, did you have a room? No, she was right out of college. I think I slept on a couch. Oh, well, then you certainly can't sleep naked. No, that's very inappropriate. Yeah. Pretty tacky, if you ask me. Pretty, pretty tacky. What would you do if I slept naked in your wonderful guest bedroom? AKA I mean, that would have been fine room. because it's the guest bed. Like, the door is closed, so yeah. I wouldn't have cared. All right, you could sleep naked There are sheets. I mean, like, wash the sheets, so it's not like, you know... Uh, I was poking around in that room like always. You always are. Like every time that we like (laughs) clean and get ready for guests, I mean, mostly just for Sarah, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, what is Sarah possibly going to be looking at in here? And most of the time I don't particularly care because I don't have anything that's that exciting. Um, so yeah, there's like a, there's a bed, there's some dressers, there's a vanity and there's my closet. Yeah. That's what you got to rifle through. I'm like full hands in the honey pot in the vanity yeah like i like i like held myself to your hair curler like (laughs) (laughs) i'm like full in there i respect your drawers which drawers your dressers i haven't touched them oh you didn't go in the dressers okay no that's that i mean it's just clothes i mean i don't need to see your undies so i'm thankful for that (laughs) yeah uh, so yeah, I mean, that's that's like kind of our moods. It's summer. What can be better than summer? Only fall 
and being freezing cold. Fall is so much better. I was just having this conversation the other day about like how much better fall is than summer. And I don't understand people's obsession with summer because it's so fucking hot and humid and I burn. And like, I don't want to spend out. I don't want to. I'll wear tank tops and bike shorts and be fine with it. Right. I'll wear a maxi dress. I'll wear a summer dress. I'll be okay. But yeah. my heart is in sweatshirts. My heart is in hoodies, you know? Yeah, yeah. That purple tie-dye hoodie is yeah, I love missing it. you. She's crying right now. She is crying. She's she, like, she wants to be worn. She's like that Jessie doll from Toy Story. Or she's just like, when she loved me. <laughs> That's your sweatshirt. That's your fucking sweatshirt. She's waiting for yeah. you. That is sweatshirt she? is elite. It's in the closet. And that sweatshirt is elite because, because mm-hmm. it has that tie-dye pattern. Mm-hmm. It hides stains so well. And You're I'm vile. a spiller. Yeah. I'm a spiller. What do you I want? I am too. I am too. I literally got a new tank top the other day. And I don't even know what I got on it. But I was like, man. Luckily, we have one of those, like, not a Tide pen, but, like, one of those stain remover things that we use. But it's a tough life being a spiller. I didn't ask for this life, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm a spiller, too. Yeah. It's just the life chose me. It's why I don't wear white or cream or anything. I mean, I wear a lot of white or cream. Yeah. I'm just going to all the clothes I have spills on. I'm going to just dye black and hope for the best. Dye them black. Yeah, because you can't really see, I think, maybe, dye the stains. I know, but I've never heard of just dyeing something black. I'm just going to dye dyeing, but like. No, dye it. Like with like R-Y-E dye and just dye it black. It's just dye. dye. It's fabric rye dye. (laughs) Rye dye. dye. (laughs) Is that what it is? You just said it. I don't know. Rye, I've never heard of this, but I want to see the results. Can I, I need before and afters because oh, I'm very curious. Guess who's going to be doing with it with me <laughs> in two weeks? <laughs> That's going to be me. Any, pro- I mean, like you think I'm going to do a project on my own? As yeah, if. I just, me. I just I'm make all my friends do my shit. I love a project. Oh, R.I.T. Rich die. Well, that's way less exciting. <laughs> Dry-dye. I like tie dye better. Like right eye, right eye. There's time. no, there's no Y. There's no E. I just made you shit just up. Made that up. You're just thinking about rye bread. You're hungry for lunch. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even want to eat food. To be honest with you, I'm just like fully in the green smoothie mode. You're in green smoothie mode again. Yeah, all spinach all the time. So much spinach. Um, should we talk yeah. about this episode that we came here to talk about? I mean, I wish that we had a podcast where we can just fucking banter and talk about nothing for an hour and a half. But Maybe one day we will. But today's not, not us. that day. That's not today's, us. Today is not right. that day for us. Um, that was then is the title of the episode. Oh. Season six. I thought that, that was going to be the start to a sentence. That, that was, was then. This is now. We're yeah. going to talk about the episode. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying. There you go. Episode uh, 16. Yeah. Episodes. We're getting so dangerously close to the end, but mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about that right now because we have this episode to talk about uh, where Dawson has returned. Uh, Dawson is, is back. Uh, he's around this episode and we get like, I don't even want to say like the fallout of the Pacey Joey stuff because it really feels like I get so fucking, I, it took me Sarah 2.5 seconds to be irate with Joey. Yeah, of course, which is factory reset, of course. I'm not surprised by that because Joey just goes right back to her typical Joey shenanigans. Like, she's absolutely not able to live in the moment. I mean, I was really excited. Like, I really love when Pacey was, like, looking through the window towards 
Yes. Um, Hell's Kitchen. I I cover a lot of shows of bars, and in my head, I was like, Is it going penny? through. I was like, Lucky Penny, Pembroke. <laughs> no, no, no. So many bars. Yeah. Um, so I also Hell's didn't Kitchen. realize that they lived right across the street from Hell's Kitchen. This seems like a rewrite. Okay, but... I was gonna. I mean, okay. To be fair, it makes sense because. It does. But when I know Emma to live right across the street, like it's so close to commute. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. But it also feels like it'd be really expensive. Um, oh yeah. So, so yeah, so Pacey's, like, Pacey has this cute little, like, peeping Tom, like, like, okay, can I just say, this is how good of an actor Joshua Jackson is, that literally all you could see is nose to eyebrows, and so much is emoted through just, I he's know. smizing, you know? I know. He really does have, like, such soulful eyes. It's like every this is why people love Jossie so much. It's because if every person looked at you the way that Joey or that way that Pacey looks at Joey, we'd all just like fall in love every five seconds. Yeah. And okay, so like the last time we saw Pacey beardless was probably like a season. I've missed it. Yeah, I've missed it. He looks he looks good. He looks like childhood Pacey again, and not to be a creeper. It's just like it he has baby face. He does. And I feel Maybe like you need a little stubble. I mean, I was never against a full beard for PC. It was, it was just simply the goatee. the goatee. That's so yeah. disgusting to me. Yeah, because Joshua Jackson with a fuller beard in nowadays, it, I mean, it is that. It's good. He looks good. It is that fire emoji. So, um, he, like, I loved uh, that. He was looking out, thinking of her. He was thinking about going over there. He starts to leave, opens the door. Joey's there. And I'm like, clap, 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 Joey. Thank you. Making the initiative. I love that for you. You are starting the conversation. And it's kind of like what I've been saying. It's like, it seems like Pacey's always going to Joey. Except for that um, one point that our listeners had made was like, hi, don't you remember after Joey made Dawson cry on the uh, on the poop deck, not the poop deck. Oh, the dock. The dock. I forgot the word dock. <laughs> after she ran to him, which yeah. is true. But whenever I think about that episode, I don't really think about Joey choosing Pacey. I think about. The meme, the Dawson meme. Of course, yeah, that's more what's in your mind. But yeah, so like, I also, I felt the same way. I'm like, oh, good on Joey. She's taking the initiative. She's like acting first. They have a little bit of like an an awkward interaction at like standing in the doorway, but he does like invite you in. Um, And it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things where Joey's like, oh, stop being, you know, stop being so polite. Like, let's just, let's just get down to business. Like, let's just, and not business as in, like, we're having sex, which is what we all were hoping and wanting. But no, instead, okay, we need to talk about it. And I could not stand that the very, like, first thing she asks is, do you regret telling me what you told me? Like, I feel like that is not the way to start this conversation. I do think that there's something to being, like, the next morning after these hard conversations or like passionate conversations or ones where you just open your soul out being like, Hey, like, how are you feeling this morning? But I, that's okay. 
But to me, those are two very different questions. The like, how are you feeling versus do you regret? I feel like the minute you throw out regret, it seems like that's what you're thinking. And I also don't like, so like Pacey's just like, do you regret me like telling you? Do you regret hearing it? And Joey says, I regret reality as a general concept. What does and that mean? I Okay, here's what I think it means. Because this is the frustration I have with Joey as a character. Is her and Dawson always do this. They speak in fucking riddles and it pisses me off. It feels like she's saying, I regret the fact that that was like this one night of fun. And now we're back to reality. And uh. in her mind, there's all this baggage with the two of them. But I huh. feel like I am more in Pacey's mindset of, listen, we're older. Like, we're yes. not the same people we were at prom. Like, we're full-grown-ass adults right now. And on top of mm-hmm. that, Joey is putting so much pressure on this where Pacey's saying, just because we date, even if it doesn't work out, it's not going to ruin our entire lives. Like, Joey is taking this far she's thinking about it too much like she literally always does i mean yeah you hit the nail on the head i mean there's there's some i don't know there's something to be like the past does affect the future yeah if you are in a relationship that has a period of breakup time it's impossible for the past not to affect the future because mm-hmm. how these events happen affect you as a person and how you react to certain things going forward. It affects your personality, your experiences. So I do think it's valid. It's just that it's everything is spoken to in a very clouded haze. And I think it's because they're very cerebral about it. Joey, less so Pacey that they can't be like, Instead of saying these riddles, be like, wow, like last night was magical and we're, you know, not locked in the Walmart anymore. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot to talk about. And tell me how you're feeling and tell me, like, tell me your fears and I will tell you mine. Yeah. And let's talk through it. And you know absolve each other's fears well that's yeah and the way pacey approaches it to me is a much more healthy way of doing it where he says listen i don't want to always have to replay all our history i don't want to bring up the past every time we have a small argument but that's hard (laughs) no but i disagree with it because okay so go forward what's the rest of the sentence i just because no, that's okay. Joey. So Joey says like, oh, do you want a clean slate? And he's like, well, yeah. And no, I just don't want everything that has ever yeah. happened between us to come up all the time. Like, I don't think that's fair to be like, okay, just imagine you did something when you were 16 years old, right? Which is about the age like PC and Joey were maybe maybe 17, whatever. doesn't matter. And like, then you break up for a while. You go back together when you're what, like 20 or so. And then they're like constantly, anytime you argue, argue with your partner, they're bringing up things you did when you were 16. It just feels like a little juvenile of like, if we both agree, we've moved on from those things. I don't feel like you should be bringing them up unless they're relevant. If they're relevant, then I think you could bring them up. But I don't think you should be like leaning on those pain points so much. Yeah. I mean, that's the tricky thing about getting back together because it really does affect you like 
saying I don't think clean slates like super exist. I think that oh, it's impossible. In my mind, I like I just like, don't think that it's like reasonable to do. I think that you have to discuss and const like you don't have to like point it back to him, which is what like these people do all the time. They like take old shit and use it against each other. But I think that you need to have for a healthy relationship to work in this regard. You have to be like, ooh, like I am reacting this way because it reminds me of when we were 16 and you rejected me at prom. And I'm feeling like very, I'm feeling like that 16 year old that's feeling rejected. And this is going to affect right now. And like, I understand that you're not that person anymore, but it's still very much affects my actions right now and how I react to things. And I think that you have to have this like clear talk, but a lot of people, especially 20 year olds are not allowed. Dude, like I'm saying these things because I have had freaking years of therapy Mm -hmm. and that's the only way I can comprehend. I don't expect these 20 year olds to do so. No, I think, I th- I like that Pacey says, like, I don't exactly want a clean slate, but I'd like to m- look forward rather than back, which I personally agree with what he's saying. But yes, they kind of true. agree that, like, well, we both need to think on things, which I also don't understand how they're doing it separately. I yes, feel like you, you can't it do makes, it separately. Yeah, it makes more sense to, like, have these conversations of, like, okay, if we got back together here's what we would need to like agree to, to make it work. Mm -hmm. Like here are my expectations. Yes. What are your expectations? Yes. They actually need to like have a fucking conversation about it. So I don't really understand the plan to like go their separate ways and think about it. And how do you expect a 20 year old to do this? You can't, it's impossible. They're they're not fully even formed. I don't even know what to say. It also makes it 10 times worse that the entire time they're having this conversation about like going their separate ways and thinking about it. They're literally sitting six inches away from each other where all they want to do is touch each other and we want them to as well like first of all we got the biggest like tease of all with them not actually fucking in the Kmart right they just snuggled so here we're all thinking like oh they're gonna fuck like they're finally gonna like get back together properly because I feel like personally this is Dawson's Creek it's not like your modern type of a teen drama where nowadays they'd be fucking all over the place like it would have been that would have been the first thing they did <laughs> yeah they're gonna be like in some club somehow and then the like the blue and the purple lights come on yes and then like you have this flashback to like somebody like staring at the mirror with like glitter down their face yeah. like crying and then like the guy comes in and like throws her in the stall This is like Euphoria meets Dawson's Creek. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they're obviously we're they're not gonna fuck here. So they're just like, okay, well, we'll call each other when one of us figures it out. They get super close to kissing. Pacey full on leans in. He does the smizing. He does the smirk. He leans in, and Joey stops him. And we all scream. We all scream because Joey sucks. (laughs) Rotten tomatoes thrown at the screen. Seriously, like what the. Fuck Joey. It's so frustrating. It's so Uh, frustrating. I don't know. I mean, it's Josephine Potter. Do we expect anything less? (gasps) Unfortunately, no. Um, 
I can't so, believe she pulled no. back the audacity. The audacity of this bitch. The audacity. And then we like we leave them and we're immediately off to prof- like stupid Professor Hudson and Joey again. Like none oh, yeah. this storyline is so fucking stupid, Sarah. It makes zero sense that Hetson is like, listen, I got a really great date with somebody from like the sociology department or whatever the fuck. And you know how like, I don't know, they must put out or something. I don't know what he's talking about. But he's like, listen, I have a date at 3.30 in the afternoon, which is like, mm-hmm. What the? Where the fuck are you going at three thirty in the afternoon? <laughs> They're um going to do an eighteen hole at golf. That's <laughs> what it feels like. What the fuck are you doing? You're skiing off. <laughs> and so they like he's begging Joey like, oh please, 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 can you watch Harley? And I'm like, your daughter is sixteen. Why does she need a babysitter? I remember there was this point in time where I was babysitting a um like a thirteen year old, and I was like, yeah. I don't think she needs me anymore. No, I got just, honest they're, with they're, you. The only, thing, the only thing that I did with that 13 year old was literally do her homework for her. Yeah, that's what it feels like that. Like, I don't maybe that's what he was expecting Joey to do. But it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if you're really in that much of a bind, give her like two hours by herself and see what happens. You know, like, give yeah. her a little bit of trust especially because it's a 3 30 p.m date like that feels like the perfect opportunity to let harley like be by herself for a few hours and doesn't she have an after school activity like equestrian equestrian club or something anything i love how that's what you choose not debate club or something normal but equestrian club yes all of us did equestrian club. <laughs> you don't have rich bitch stuff you don't have <laughs> you don't have any horses laying around no no, definitely not this was like what was the what was the fancy club in your school that was like only the rich kids did it i don't it's the whatever club where like all these kids got like shipped off to like europe like (gasps) france yes was that we had that too i don't even know if it was a club was it like like, but they were called like gifted and talented it's like oh okay or maybe that was something else but like okay so does that mean that like Every other kid, but those kids are not gifted and talented. And no one else is gifted or talented, just the people who have money. Just the people. For ours, it was ski club. Ski club was the one that all the rich kids did because, like, we couldn't afford, like, skis and all the equipment. And, like, was it rented? I think they bought, I think they went with it. I think they owned it. (sighs) I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I really want to know how all those kids got shipped off to Europe. Their parents paid. What do you mean? Um, they were I rich. Oh my god, this is so depressing. I remember there was this one field trip where they like everybody in the grade went to um, like a Broadway show. Like I think either Wicked or something. Okay. And my family was having like money problems in that time, and I couldn't go. Oh, that's devastating. Yeah, that was so sad. That's awful. Yeah, awful. But anyway. So I guess she has to go babysit um, yeah. Har- uh, 16-year-old Harley. And then let, let, let's let's talk to something a little bit more exciting. Flash to a different scene, a shot of Capeside High. We are back in Capeside. Everything is okay in the world. Beautiful, yeah. stunning. Never uh, seen for months. I really miss Capeside High. It was the best of times it was the worst of times 
Yeah, there's something to the show. I remember when we first got to the college season of season five and being like, it feels a little weird. It feels a little off. Like, we're not in Cape well, I w- anymore. I was excited. but yeah. You were excited. I was a little bit more like, this doesn't exactly feel like Dawson's Creek. So I was excited to see Dawson return. And this whole thing is very funny where, like, he's in between jobs at the moment. So he's going to go see his old teacher and go mm-hmm. to his old film class. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, and apparently the night before he watched all of his like old movies that he made. Um, and he, he basically has the same feeling that I feel like all of us do, especially the age that Dawson is of like imposter syndrome of like, what could I possibly have to teach these kids? Like, I don't know anything. And obviously I'm also not even a success right now. Cause I don't have any jobs. And my last movie went straight to TV. Um, so I, I feel for Dawson, but I was also very, very excited to see him back at Cape Side High. For me, it's really just a full circle moment because it reminds me. So before the film critic girl that he slept with, there was also, wasn't there, oh, the mean teacher that Mitch dated that like shit on his movies used to be a Cape Side High student. So it really felt like a full circle moment. Like back then he was the person that was the student and was trying to absorb and like was really inspired by a Cape Side High student like making mm-hmm. it big or being in Hollywood or whatever capacity working in the industry and then to see this like little dweeb that we're going to meet in a, in a little bit like kind of be the same it's just such like a full circle moment yeah um and like i mean i think it's earned i think that like you know, he really did like work in the industry. There's plenty of people that oh, just, like, he learned can't so much. Break yeah, in. yeah. Um, and also, like, have you ever like read something that like you've previously written or a movie or something that you've like created before that at that time you were so proud of, but then when you look again, you're like, oh, this is so cringe. Well, it's yes, but at the same point in time, I do think like the fact that he's looking at his movies and being like, well, this is what I would have done differently or like this is wrong or this is right. Like that also just get, shows you that you have learned something like what he's done in between high school and now is nothing to scoff at he has learned a lot even if he doesn't feel like he has there is like there there is knowledge in there that he's learned from being on set that he's able to impart on you know the next generation or like these kids that are in that are in high school um and i loved we'll talk about it when we get there but i loved seeing like a mini dawson like you know the next evolution of dawson i thought was really fun yeah, um, it, it was. It was like a really fun venture. And then um this the teacher comes behind him and I got I I is this a man that we've met before? I want to say this was I think this was the teacher that like Dawson had to beg to be able to get into the film class before he was like a senior. Okay. I wasn't positive because it, it has been a like, little bit. I probably should have looked it up to confirm it no it's fine i'm pretty sure it's the same guy he looked familiar to me at least all right so then once again like that's such a really cool full circle moment and Mm. i just i i just love it like it's really cool yeah yeah it's nice to have that continuity and have him back Mm -hmm. so then we go to numbers incorporated and casey picks up the phone and he like immediately asks like what hospital are you at and 
leaves. Were you very nervous when we see like Pacey get to the hospital in Cape side and, and like talk to Dougie and find out like his dad suffered some sort of like heart event? Uh, I don't think I was like super scared that he was going to lose his father, but I feel like the story beats make sense that, um, I don't know. Like it's a, this was like a really interesting episode for Pacey. Mm -hmm. Um, and the conversation that we're going to have between like, number one, parent, like parent preferences with children and putting, pitting each other up against each other to like choosing favorites and then switching back and forth and making this competitive aspect. Like the reason why Dougie and Pacey's relationship is so bad besides the fact that they're at times big dicks to each other Mm -hmm. is because like this whole time, like his dad has really favored Dougie and now um his father is favoring pacey and dougie just feels like like shit like quite yeah it's it it feels like okay what bothers me is i I don't know if it's a it's if it's like the actor didn't want to do more or what the situation was but I feel like this would be much more earned if we actually had more Dougie. Like we used to have more Dougie and then he like fell off. I just think like, yes, it makes sense. Right. So like the whole, the whole thing here is we already had like the Christmas stuff where Dougie says like, this, this job is like sketchy. Like there feels like there's something illegal happening. And PC gets upset because he's like, you can't just let me finally be like a part of the family. And like, finally, be worthy of like your all's love because before I was always the black sheep and it feels like a kind of a continuation of that story where Dougie's upset because PC he feels like PC's just trying to throw money at things and Dougie's stressed because he basically is is dealing with the daily burden of the Witter family versus PC who flies into town from boston like and then looks like the hero for plays the hero of getting the solo room and blah 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 right but i i almost wish like it kind of sucks that we didn't get more pacey and his family content over the seasons because even though i understand what's going on in these scenes and it makes sense i just feel like I was very much pro Pacey this whole episode. And I think it's partly a result of like, we didn't get enough Doug storylines to like flesh him out enough because it really feels shitty that like Doug is so annoyed with Pacey when Pacey has suffered abuse from this family for so many years. And he finally for a single second is getting scraps of love from his father. And Dougie has a problem with that. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I totally agree. So like for me, at some parts um i i feel like it works for me like i don't think that i need to see dougie's side of things like i kind of feel like i personally understand where he's coming from like he as there's just like a different level of like responsibility for the eldest child well i know carrie is the eldest but still like the eldest son like he's the one that like followed in his dad's footsteps and like you know, has met every expectation that Mr. Ritter has had. And then Pacey is like the opposite, essentially. Mm-hmm. And of course, his dad is going to prioritize or have a preference for Doug because 
he's like a good little junior to him essentially yeah and especially because he literally has like the same job and everything exactly yeah exactly and like you know like dougie agrees with like mr ritter's like values in in like a lot of ways and like i don't think that doug has been the child to be able to make waves you know and i think that he's been like i'm a good son i am a good family man i like take care of things like i'm and then like for his father to see pacey who you know who has not been that close start to be like oh that pacey he's got his stuff together he makes money he has a respectable Mm -hmm. job he has that nice car he's like independent and doug's like holds up like i i'm the constant like i'm the one i'm the one who's been here and also it's like you know it's not like doug has like any partner like i feel like or anything like we haven't ever seen it so it's like he really probably puts all of his value in his work and he probably puts all of his value in how his parents see him so for him to lose the respect or the preference of his father is probably like really hurtful now if you want to go on the flip side like I mean, Pacey deserves all the love in the world. Like, it's not fair how his family has been treating him for and last year's. Yeah, it's, his family's love has always been conditional. Exactly, yes. So, I mean, like, this is not, like, a Doug fault or a Pacey's fault. It's their parents' fault it's for the being shitty-ass yeah. parents and then pitting the children against each other. And they don't realize that, like, I'm they think like i fucking hate doug or i hate pacey he sucks but who they're really mad at or really should be mad at is their parents but their parents are the ones that are giving them the conditional love right? and yeah and so their parents why the would they go against, against each other too. exactly so exactly. it's and it this feels very much like um the only other thing i'll say before we move on and like talk more about this later because there's there's like way more to it yeah is that it also feels to uh, part of this is me putting my own experiences, of course, oh, on these characters. Like, of course, of course. But like yeah. Pacey being the younger sibling, I'm also the younger sibling, and I felt for a very long time, like even after I became an adult, and I'm now in my like early 30s, like very much an adult. And I, there's always a part of me that like my brother will never see as an adult. Like he'll always treat me as his like kid sibling. And as someone who is an adult and should be taken seriously, that can get very frustrating. And so I feel for Pacey here where he's always go, his past, his history will always be used against him by his brother. And it's like Dougie just doesn't like Pacey can't win because Dougie doesn't take him seriously no matter what he does and it's very I can see how Pacey would be very frustrated but again you're right in that like it shouldn't be Pacey versus Doug because their parents are the ones that made their own love conditional for their children yeah and that's fucked up and like we see the results of it here where their dad isn't exactly the most like loving and supportive and he doesn't say when he's proud of his kids he doesn't seem to offer love freely um but 
I can totally relate to Dougie and PC having a little bit of a tiff here where Dougie's like, I've been here all fucking day trying to deal with this shit. And you swoop in and immediately judge me for not having a solo room for our father. Like you just fucking got here, bro. Like calm the fuck down. I understand where right. Dougie's coming from there. And it, it's, I mean, like I understand like the privacy is nice. And of course, like I'm sure Mr. Witter would prefer that, but also it's like, focus on the care dougie was focused on the care that's what matters not like a solo room like he's i don't know like i don't know if he's in like the icu icu or has moved on to a recovery room but it's like focus he's focused on the care like i need to know like what's going on with my dad like is he going to survive this yeah. like he's not focused on a solo room and also it's like i mean like yeah like pc gets in the solo room and that's amazing and, like, unfortunately, it's just, like, I mean, once again, transactional love. Like, oh, you got me. Exactly. His dad was like, you got oh, me. Oh, you're the, so impressive. Like, you're so you impressive. Did. You got me the solo room, like, with no worry about expense. Like, yeah. so amazing. But it's like, okay, but Doug's been talking to the doctors and, you know, yeah. has to make not the final call because we still have Mrs. Witter around. But still so yeah they get into like this little tiff over the room and pacey's like i'll take care of it you know you know and then doug is like okay yeah great just throw money at them like pop off yeah because and i understand dougie like you know dougie is now in the opposite situation where like he doesn't have the money and pacey does and so he's the one left looking like a bit of a schmuck when his younger brother comes in with all this money he can throw around to fix problems. Whereas Pacey's like, just coming yeah. from the angle of like, what can I do? This is the thing I can do. I feel yeah. that. I very much feel that of like, let me do whatever I possibly can to help. And if what I can do to help is getting him a solo room, I'm going to do it. Cause Pacey's not a fucking doctor. You know, he can't help in that way. No, so, no. Um, I just, yeah. I just like really want to like express that like, when it comes to family relationships, I think brother-brother relationships especially, it is, oh, it's so complicated and there's, like, no right answers. So I'm, you know, we're playing devil's advocate, but, like, I can truly see, like, how both men are feeling in this moment. Oh, yeah. I just I just get on Dougie's case a lot because Pacey's the character we know. Pacey's the character we follow. And we've seen the history of how Dougie has treated Pacey. And so I feel like <laughs> but it's we've so... seen the history of Pacey has treated Dougie. Oh, that's true. Him saying, like, all the... I mean, I'm happy that we didn't get a ton of the, like gay bashing shit this yeah. episode from pc they've I could been unkind that. to each other the whole yeah. entire series have, like yeah. you know it's 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 not of course we love pc i do love P pc we don't follow doug but it's like i just like refuse to be like doug sucks like he's totally in the wrong here he's hurting he's hurting and, he and he's scared helpless. Scared. he's also very he's scared, scared too. Yeah. this can bring out the worst in people like yeah. when you have a family health emergency it truly can bring out the best in people but it can also bring out the worst in people so um yeah. and i feel like also worth noting before we move on to dawson is like men in our society especially back when this was you know when this aired are taught to like be strong and strength means not showing emotions, not getting upset, not looking scared. And right. so like, they probably also feel a certain amount of pressure to like not get overly emotional about their father being in the hospital. Right. And they're masking that with like anger and lashing out at each other. Yes. So worth noting that as well. Totally. Um, 
So Dawson, yeah, so he's uh, in Mr. Gold's class now. Sure, yeah. He presents his movie. He asks everybody for questions. Um, he gets like a couple of hardballs thrown at him that he doesn't really know how to answer. Yeah, like, and this is by George, who is like the mini-me of Dawson. Yeah, a little pretentious, a little dweeby. He's asking like really hard-hitting questions about like, oh, like, mm-hmm. but you didn't really direct this movie. It was todd like how much did you possibly do blah 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 yeah and he Um, also asks like oh it's very different than like your earlier works right and like it's you know how did you do how did you deal with that and oh you dropped out of film school right like uh so that's really tough like being dawson and having to hear that yeah i mean absolutely and he makes a couple good points he mentions a couple directors that dropped out of school i mean like i think like the most noteworthy successful dropout is steve jobs because obviously like he made an empire who's right i know he's not a director i'm just like making like a like a comparison to like who's the most successful person that i can think of and who was a college dropout yeah there are plenty of people who've made like billions millions trillions whatever of dollars without having graduated college especially nowadays i feel like there's something to be said about like either waiting or choosing a different route because of the expense and i can go on for ages about that but i do love that george still values dawson's opinion he's not immediately like writing dawson off because dawson dropped out of film school he's like hey can i show you my film and you like critique it and dawson's like oh yeah sure which like Dawson then feels like immense burden of like oh my god what am I going to say to this kid like I don't feel qualified to speak on his you know film yeah I mean yeah totally um, um yeah and then we get the Joey and Harley waste of time scenes yeah I don't know what's happening here so she's babysitting she's like do your homework young child and uh stop blasting music and then she's like okay i will do so joey leaves some teenage boy comes out of the closet joey comes back in and catches them making out yeah and joey's immediately like um no this isn't okay and instead of doing the normal human being thing and being like this boy needs to leave because your dad would be upset if there was a boy here she's like no you're actually gonna stay and study in front of me (laughs) So, yeah, this is, like, some sort of, like, weird, uh, weird, weird, weird scenes where I don't even feel like we need to, like, go by them beat by beat. The the longer the short of it is the boy thinks Joey's hot because Joey is hot. And routinely hits on her Ru- in front of his, not girlfriend, but, like, she yeah. thinks girlfriend, but they have a like, grossly. Yeah. Harley is understandably hurt by this and starts to, like storm off and like lock herself in the room yeah and joey decides instead of shutting this down i'm just gonna let this kid keep hitting on me and not even just that but i'm going to then tell harley hey if he wants forgiveness tomorrow maybe just let him have it and all of this is because somehow this kid reminds joey of pacey which, Which he do- I he doesn't don't, not at all. He's not, not at, at all, all like PC because PC was never like I mean, I guess early, 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 early PC would objectify 
women in this capacity. Yeah. I'm thinking like season one or season two where he was like talking about cheerleaders, but like at the heart of it, like Pacey's a lover and has always been a lover. Exactly. Like, actual love. Like he's he really hasn't been like I mean, he's like bro down a little bit. But, yeah, but it's not at his core. Time, it's not the same thing. And the fact that Joey was giving Harley such, in my opinion, terrible advice of like, yeah. hey, forgive this guy who's routinely shitting on you, not even just behind your back, but in front of your fucking face. Like, oh, maybe you should forgive him. I feel like this is the exact opposite message you should be telling a young girl. It should yeah. be fuck that guy yeah you could get anyone who you want don't waste your time on this fucker like who's obviously just a fuck boy before they had the term fuck boy yes yes i really i really dislike the storyline i don't really understand how um it moves the story forward at all um no it's it basically what they tried to ham fist is like oh okay this guy reminds her of pacey so by the end of the episode she's gonna give pacey a call to be like Hey, I was thinking about us. Yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of feel like I just want to skip out. Unless there's anything else that you want to talk about this Joey Harley stuff, I really couldn't care less. No, we and can I, skip it. I think we've covered all the skip we it. To yeah, about totally. It. Maybe we'll talk about the voicemail. Uh, Joey leaves Pacey at the end, but that's that's it. Yeah. Okay. So we're back at the hospital and, um. Joey has to not Joey Pacey has to get a vending machine coffee which I haven't had since I've never had I had it in college in college it looks disgusting yeah it was pretty gross uh but if you had if you just like wanted to get like a quick cup of coffee before a lecture you just would get like vending machine coffee it was disturbing so yeah so then it's the two of them they are sitting he's like so doug's like how did you swing the room um you know once again talking about throwing money at him and pc's apologetic he's like i'm i'm like i'm i'm sorry that i came here all heated i appreciate that you've been here all day i appreciate that you've been here for dad and i was just on edge um so you know doug kind of talks about his side where he's like living at home is really freaking tough like i mm-hmm. might be close to dad but he's hard on me too and unkind mm-hmm. yeah like B- doug talks about like the daily struggles and like not even just that but also the fact that like he had to watch his father like fall over in the middle of breakfast and like how traumatizing that yes. must be. Yes. Um, so I, I did, this made me feel for Doug a little bit more, just like the fact that, gosh, that like, it's all on him. And there's a lot of weight on his shoulders that like Pacey isn't necessarily seeing because he doesn't live at home. Like he got away in a sense. He's been able to be out on his own, making a life for himself yeah. without having to, deal with the repercussions of like being around his family Mm -hmm. yeah and then um we have like a little bit of a time skip and he like i guess he's like thinking about um joey so he tries to like give her a call and leave a voice message but that's when doug comes and is like dad's awake like we're able to see him and this is just like 
Oh my gosh, this is like so sad because like Pacey comes in, he's with his dad who's in the hospital bed and he meets the doctor and he's like, hey, like me, I'm the other son, like I'm the black sheep of the family. And he, the doctor's like, yeah, like actually like your dad was just going on and on about how like amazing you are. Yeah, and, your like, dad was bragging about you. Which just bragging about you. Which is like, okay. It's nice to hear, but at the same time, if I'm Pacey, I'm like, why the fuck isn't he saying any of this shit to me? Like, obviously, yeah. it's touchy. It's difficult. I'll say, like, my family is nothing like the Witter family in terms of, like, there's no, like, emotional abuse or anything like that happening. I will say there is similarities in terms of we don't always say, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so proud of you. Or, you know, I love you so much. Like, we're just – we're not that family. We very just much, like, poke not a WOA family. What the hell's a WOA family? Words of affirmation. Oh. <laughs> You're not the WOAs. We're not the WOAs. Yeah, um, my, I don't really think that my family were the WOAs either, yeah. but I'm a huge WOA girl. You're a WOA, which I'm sure was difficult for you being someone who needs that and not not getting it i mean like how about giving or being told that you're fucking stupid or like yeah that's worse a weirdo or like i feel like i was told that like i was essentially a black sheep for a for a bit of time and Mm -hmm. all this stuff uh so yeah like when like words are so important to a person uh being told the opposite of what it affects you, you know? Yeah, words, and it's... Words affect people. And it's it's worse because then... So then, like, they're told, oh, you're only allowed to have one visitor. And I'm just like, well, this is stupid, but okay, whatever. We need it for oh, a lot. Gosh, so, it sucks because I just, like, once again, my, um, my friend Jillian just had a baby. And they, because of COVID, they only allow two people up at a time. Yeah. And, like, I remember tricky. when my friend Dina had a baby, there was, like, a hundred people in that room. Yeah. Yeah. So like instead so Mr. Witter immediately is like, "Oh, Pacey, you should stay. Like come here yeah. and sit down." And uh so Dougie is like forced to to leave and Mr. Witter is just like, "Oh, like, oh my god, how was the drive?" Like acting nothing like we've ever seen him act with Pacey in my opinion. No, he's act which is actually so much worse being in the position where you have had so much like emotional abuse and yeah the person is acting like nothing ever happened yep like that's a mind fuck and then you're in the posi- position of like okay do i like ruffle feathers and like speak my mind or do i take this like false facade that they're putting on so that I like th- we don't get into another fight or something exactly. like that. You're and he's just like, feels, oh, do I take the scraps that I'm getting? Exactly. But it feels so inauthentic in the moment. And it's almost like uncanny valley. And yeah, it's awful. I hate it. I hate that for Pacey because he's acting like he's like buddy dad, like been a good dad to you the whole time. Like, yeah. how was the drive? Like everything. And then he's like uh, and then like finally he's just like oh yeah like you know you're like doing great and like I'm so proud of you and like it's like to hear that after so long of never hearing anything like that because okay this is what it is he has built his own belief system 
from the words of his own father that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Because you get told that for long enough, you so fucking that you believe, believe it. it. So then when they're saying these words to you, you think it's a lie. Yeah. Because you, how you can you believe it? it. Yeah, yeah. You question it. And it's it's really fucking awful. Like I feel I feel so bad for Pacey here, where it's such a mind fuck, and you like take the scraps because you're like, well, if, if this is as much as I'm gonna get, I might as well take it, right? Because um, we're humans and we need to feel loved, especially like you know, parent child relationships being some of the like most difficult, but also like, um, I'm trying to think of the word. I'm like. In the beginning of your life, you know, they're so influential. They're so meaningful, you know, that it's it's just really, it's really tough for Pacey. I'm happy we, again, I'm happy we're getting this storyline and, like, we're addressing the Pacey's family of it all before the show ends. Um, but it's, like, so, so supremely frustrating to watch it. Um, so then we're back at Capeside High and Dawson is sitting with George and he watches his film and Dawson like sits there silently and George gets very frustrated. He's like, "Ugh, great. You obviously hate it because you haven't said anything. And meanwhile, Dawson mm -hmm. is like, listen, you don't understand. Like, I don't know what I should say because I don't even know what I know. Like, yeah, your movie is great. And this is where, in my opinion, we get like, okay, Dawson does know his shit, or at least he knows some stuff because he says like, listen, you have stuff to learn. Like, you have to work on continuity, but the, like, your heart is there. Your heart is in this film. So I do think, like, you have potential. Um, and I just thought that was so interesting. And on top of that, George reminds Dawson not only of who Dawson was, but, like, the fact that Dawson used to create these prod, like, do these films just because he loved it. Like, that was the only, and, and Dawson reminds George, like, don't forget that like feeling of like you just loving what you're doing and having the confidence to like control your own like narrative of these movies. Yeah. I mean, very well said by Dawson. I think he would make a great mentor. And I think that I'm excited for him to continue being in this like knowledgeable position. What do you think like, if you had to project a career for Dawson, like, does he eventually become, like, a professor or something? Or do you think he's, like, actively working in the business? Let's say he works in the business, but he's an adjunct professor at a local university. Oh, interesting. I would like that. Like, he's, like, a guest speaker or something and takes time to, like, teach younger kids. Because I feel like that makes sense to me, that he would want to teach the next generation, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, then we're back out, uh, back at the hospital and like they're again, Mr. Witter's like, oh, you know, your mother has this cookbook, bacon makes the world go round. Um, and they're just talking about like Mr. Witter's problems. And he's trying to say like, no, it was just an exaggerated arrhythmia. Like nothing is wrong. Don't worry about it. Everyone is all like worked up about this. It's so stupid. And then he starts talking about Dougie. They get into a conversation about Dougie because PC says like Dougie was really scared. And he says, no, he needs to get out more. He needs a life. Um, like like you. you. Yeah. It's brutal. Fuck you. Fuck you. See, Constantly pitting like, the kids against the, each other. This is the shit that pisses me off. Like it, this like makes me so heated. Like, I, I really do, I really can't stand this, uh, these parenting boomer fucking techniques. I, like, really hate it with a 
raging passion. Mm-hmm. Um, it really pisses me off. Like I'm yeah, like it's awful <laughs> because this is enough. What is what is good enough for you, Mister Ritter? Like, what does anybody have to do to get nothing, your approval? Nothing, because it's generational. His father was abusive to him, I'm sure, and his father's father was abusive to him. It's just a constant cycle, and then like the kids just have to deal with it, and yeah. that's what like a lot of people our age and younger, and like I guess older. I guess everybody really deals with something similar, but like as a millennial it's just like how i've seen the older generation's parent and like we're just so much more into like mental health and like you know it's a big thing now way more than it was when our parents were our age and yeah yeah. like my mom doesn't believe in therapy like or like at least when i was needing therapy like it wasn't like a thing that was offered to me. I remember when I first out of college started going to therapy, it was like questioned a lot. Like this seems like a waste of money. And like, and like, it was wild because like there was this one time where um, she was like talking to me about like therapy being a waste of money. And I was like, what do you even think that I work on in therapy? And I remember her saying like, I know what you work on. I was like, you do? And she was like, yeah, like you work on like your self-esteem. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I didn't say it, but in my head, I'm like, I'm constantly talking about the emotional tax that you put on my life and Mm -hmm. you can't even conceive that that's what it is or the fact that i have self-esteem issues from you and how you spoke about not only yourself but me Uh and it's like she they don't have like any like conscious realization that like once again an old shit that is said can come back many years later and is how you see yourself. Yeah. It's just like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And it's really, it's really frustrating because, because Mr. Ritter's love is so conditional and how he says like, Oh, even after everything, you grew up to be one of the good guys. And then he says something that really pisses and me he off. He wasn't even a fucking bad guy. He never he was. Nothing. But he, he was in, in his father's eyes. He was a, a quote unquote bad guy because he wasn't conforming to what Mr. Ritter's expectations were. That doesn't mean get someone a bad guy. It just makes them different than what you expected. And he, and then he says something that pissed me off so much where he says, I always knew you would. I should have told you that more often. And it's just like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that information? Like, but you didn't. And nothing you've said thus far tonight makes me feel like he's going to change how he addresses things because of now how he's treating Dougie. Because in in Mr. Witter's mind, there's only room, there's only room for like love for one son at a time, basically. And like, yeah. if one is doing well, then the other one must be doing a shit job. And he can't possibly be proud of both of his kids, even though they're very, very different. It's like, this but is why people say there's no like in their own regard. Yeah, they're both doing good things. Neither one of them are horrible fucking human beings. So the fact that you're trying to say like, oh, this one's better than the other one is yeah. completely fucked. The only witter that might be 
only Twitter child that might be a piece of shit is Carrie. Because <laughs> we don't know anything about her. That's the problem, right? I don't know anything about her, but also, like, she was kind of vile in that Christmas yeah, episode. Yeah, she was. She was an asshole. Um, so, yeah, so Doug, so PC ends up going outside to go get Dougie um, because visiting hours are almost up. And Dougie's, like, really bitter about this whole situation of, like, oh, like, you know what? You know so much about dad now, even though you've only been here for an hour and uh i'm here all the time uh and pacey comes back at it with i really like pacey saying like listen we're both trying to take care of our family like we're just doing it in different ways like i'm sorry like it you know i understand dougie's frustration but i also very much agree with pacey of like can we both just agree we're both trying to help (laughs) no because of what we've been talking about yeah um and I think that there was also, oh no, I think this comes a little bit later on where Mr. Witter thanks Pacey for the room. Right? Yeah, that's later. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. But I, I loved that moment as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we, there's a lot of Joey and this like little like kid douche that we're just going to skip over because there's nothing else to say, right? Yeah, no, we've said everything there is to say about that whole situation. So then the next time we do see these two is when Pacey is saying goodbye to his dad. He's going back. I guess his dad's feeling better. He's stable. And Doug's in here now this time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. They're, They're saying their goodbyes. And then I think that this is where Mr. Witter is like, hey by the way like thanks for the room Mm -hmm. and like pacey is like takes this moment and is like gosh like all of this means so much more to dougie than it does to me and like he makes and also like the fact that like dougie like gets him gets on his case like i did shit like i you know i did everything and like i'm getting like no recognition so i just love that pacey was like so selfless in this moment and was like no that was dougie like i had nothing to do with it yeah i love this because he's giving dougie like just a little bit of credit for like dougie did try to get him a separate room but like pacey's the one who like paid extra or whatever the fuck to get it make it happen but still giving dougie some dougie some sort of credit to like make him a little bit shinier in his father's eyes i thought it was a really kind gift and a nice kind gesture that pacey didn't have to do but it was just nice to be like, you know what? See how it feels to feel like the black sheep, Dougie. Like, wouldn't it have been nice if you had done this for like, me? Supported me back yeah. when I was the black sheep. Well, I don't really think that it was like a petty thing. I think. Oh it was no, in my olive- mind, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking like this is our olive branch. Yeah, and you I know? would like. I think this is again. I I've loved the small moments we have gotten of. Pacey and Dougie when they are kind to each other like when Dougie does say to Pacey when like he when Pacey's first moved to Boston like hey there's this guy he owns a restaurant go chat with him right like Dougie didn't have to do that but it was nice that he did it and it feels kind of similar yeah yeah so I love where they leave things with Pacey and Dougie I'm interested to see if we get any more of them I mean I know we're kind of barreling towards the end of the series um and maybe this wraps up PC and Dougie's storyline and PC and his family's storyline. Maybe. Um, or maybe not. Like I wouldn't like I wouldn't dismiss like one more round of like PC and Dougie like coming to this like point of like 
acceptance and like mm-hmm. brotherhood and like trying to work it out. So I would I would welcome another go. Yeah. Um, and then we get I, I really love the scene in the in the episode yeah. where Pacey uh, and Dawson kind of reunite because Pacey's in Cape Side, so he's just like checking in to see how Dawson's mom is doing, which is which is so, so freaking nice. Kind. Yeah, I loved this. Wow. And I think Dawson just like very much appreciates it as well because yes. he's like, Oh man, thanks. Like, because he didn't know Dawson was in town. No, no, that's so kind. It really, mm. really is. And I like, yeah, I think like Dawson was just like, wow, thank you. Like, you know, this is yeah. my mom and my young sister doesn't have any person in his life to pro- like, lo- like protect them or look out for them right now. And for yeah. you to like go check on them without me asking or just like, you just thought of it and you did it. That's amazing. Yeah. And I also love, again, something that Dawson's Creek doesn't always do well, but when it does, it's so rewarding is the continuity of like, PC's dad is in the hospital, has a heart event. Of course, yes. he's going to think of Dawson. Oh, my God. Yes. Died, and like, it's going to make him think of, oh, my gosh, like now I like an ounce. I understand an ounce of what Dawson was feeling, you know, yeah. and this how scared he must have been. Yeah. And I just I love that. And I feel like it makes so much sense to me that he, obviously he wasn't he didn't know Dawson was there. But like in that moment, he would choose to connect with Dawson over this because of like man, I didn't understand. Like that was so scary. And I just wanted to be a little kid and let someone else handle it. And we saw how much Dawson had to be an adult when Mitch died. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like Pacey was there for Dawson, but like, I'm sure Pacey regrets how their friendship fell apart. And that like, you know, they they didn't really take off again. Like, they haven't been cl- close, close in a very long time. Like, yeah. there's been a couple of occasions where either one of them needed each other and they were there. But, like, there's just, like, so much left unsaid. And, like, oh, my gosh. So, like, here's, like, another thing that happened this week that's absolutely bonkers. But, like, I had this very close friend when I was in college and like we had this like major falling out. I've talked to you, Jessica, about her like mm-hmm. a lot. And um, and like we like always kept circling around each other on Instagram or something. When yeah. finally, eventually, like I had reached out to her, and there was just like a couple of times where it was just like very, very light conversation. Yesterday was her birthday, and like I was just like every single fucking year. I think about this person on her birthday. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just say happy birthday? Yeah, just reach out. Yeah. And so like, I, and like, I like in my head, I was, I wanted to just like spill my guts. I was just like, happy birthday. Like I want it. I think about you every year on this day. And then I was like, okay, Sarah, like you're like a freaking creeper. Yeah, reel it so in. Yeah. Reel it in, reel it in. <laughs> And then I was just like, happy birthday. I don't remember what I said, but I was just like, I wish her like a happy birthday. And that like, um, like I, I said, I hope that today is like filled with like everything that you love and everyone you love or something mm-hmm. like that. And then she, she like waited a little bit to message me back. And then I was like, you fucking idiot. Like, why are you doing this? Like you shouldn't have yeah. reached out. Eventually, of course she reached out back and she was just like, like she was like this message like made me so happy to see like thank you so much like um 
I don't know, like she said something like so affirming and I was just like, you know what? Like, and then I like went for, it. I was like, you know, like I like think of you every year on this day. And I think it was about time that I articulated that to you. And then later on, like I admitted to having like some like regrets on like how things ended. And she was like, and I said to her, I'm like, I was too scared to be open to you about it because I didn't know what you're going to say. And then she messaged me back saying something like, like, please don't ever be scared. I hold no grudges. I regret things that happened then too. And everything just seems so small now. Yeah. It's so true. Like it all seems very petty when you have these like, two years away it's from it. So small. Yeah, it but the only big. thing, and the only thing that is like, gosh, the timing of it all is the fact that like Pacey and Joey are kind of circling around each other right now, and like the Dawson yeah. and Joey of it all is always a factor. Seemingly. They're done. They're no, done. I'm just saying, like, it always feels like it's a factor, right? It feels. But like I, it's a factor. I appreciate that that's not what this whole conversation was even about. Mm-hmm. It was more about like, wow, gosh, we've really like grown up it's kind of unbelievable like I got called sir today and like Dawson talks about how he went to that like film class and he just feels like I don't even know do I know anything like what how did we how did we get here Mm. how are we so old now Um, yeah and I I just loved that and I PC says like I'd like to pinpoint of like that moment where everything went wrong and they joke that like oh it was puberty and and on and on and on Um, and Dawson says like oh now that I finally have enough distance away from all of these like great loves of my life I don't even have the money to make a film and I like Pacey just being like listen I know all about finance now (laughs) we can make this happen we can make it happen I can finance whatever uh shit you have will get you in yeah. stocks no problem numbers incorporated will absolutely help you out and embezzle all your money yeah and i i just liked the uh i i just liked the the like dawson saying like hey i made some coffee do you want to like come in and, and yeah. hang out it just felt like gosh it was kind of just so nice to see these two nice. just like hanging out as friends and not having some big argument or being on different pages like being yeah. able to reconnect you can see the 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 foundation of their friendship here yeah. and i and appreciate i that. just hope that they like i know like joey is like a big factor in all of this but like i really do hope that they come to the realization that it was all so small yeah it was and it's like we don't need to hold grudges from that far like that long ago so much has happened since then like literally people have died you know like it's yeah it feels silly to be so petty about that stuff when like there are so many there are things that count so much more didn't they say something in the regards to like we used to feel like we knew everything and now i feel like so not to bring taylor swift into this again but (sighs) she has this lyric in um the song nothing new and it's how can a person know everything at 18 but nothing at 22 and i just feel like this is so like applicable to this moment it's just like feels so true like when you're like feel like you're a late teen you feel like you're like on top of the world like you know everything like you know what you want to do like you come into go into college usually with so much confidence like I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be the best teacher or like, I'm going to go become a film director and all this shit. And then like, you know, you graduate college and you like go into like the craziest years of your life. And you're like, 
oh real life i don't know shit yeah yeah i like i like this as well because it does feel like the right time where you'd start realizing that you know when you're just becoming like yeah. an adult early 20s right when you graduate college is really like the most pivotal years they yeah. really are and it's fucked it's horrible oh you're in, you're a mess oh you're a mess it's everyone's horrible a mess. everybody's a mess and that's what you, you every you don't think everyone else is a mess. you don't you think, think everyone's just, a mess yeah. Yeah. and you need the support system but everybody's in from your friends or from people around you but everybody's in their own head trying to figure out their lives it's a disaster and like yeah. i hate it when like people are like you don't have any problems when you're in your 20s like everything's great best years of your life those are the worst years of your life everything's fucked your 30s are where it's at your 30s Mm -hmm. are actually where it's at yeah so i just like if there's any 20 somethings that are listening to our podcast and are like i just feel like i don't have anything figured out and everybody else's there's people getting married and buying houses and doing this it's like we're all just fucking lost. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're all really lost. Are. We're all st- I mean, honestly, even in our 30s, we're still figuring it oh, out. Oh, I'm you know? very, I'm very we're the lost. Fucked generation. Welcome to life. Well, I just think that it's the time, you know? It is, but also we're the fucked generation. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I think that every generation thinks that they're the fucked generation. Yeah. Um except so then- Gen X, who are like really, they just raged out yeah they got at, all the good shit oh no the gen x raged out at woodstock 99 and then never looked back yeah they're fine yeah they're fine um, their lives are fine so we we end the episode with joey leaving a pc a voicemail and uh yeah so she says the problem is that i'm trying to figure this out alone i think that we should maybe do it together and uh you know how you know how they say if you could do it all over again what would you change well i'd probably change a lot of things but i'm also really lucky that i had the chance and what i'm saying is i'm not gonna look at you and think of everything that happened i'm gonna look at you and think of everything that could i really love this attitude from joey i think this is actually like a very mature perspective of like we should not only have this conversation together and like figure this out with each other but also like I can move on from the past that we had together and I can think of like our potential of going forward. So I really, I really liked this moment from Joey. Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to see what's going forward, what everything's going to look like. That is our episode. Um, We got quite a bit of feedback. Love to see it. Very exciting. Um, so our first email is from Saskia and she said, I pronounced their name correctly. So I'm pretty excited about that. Pretty happy that I pronounced Saskia correctly. So, um, uh, so they had to say this week's episode wasn't as juicy or jossy as the last one. So I only have a few comments. Um, when Pacey was watching TV in the beginning, I thought about how Dawson's Creek really makes it seem like there's mostly just old movies on TV in the U S is there any truth to this? This so, is a fascinating question. Okay, so they're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like when you go on TV, like when you turn the channels on TV, well, old old movies like Casablanca, sometimes like on Turner Classic Video. But I think like if I turned on the TV right now, which I'm gonna I'm gonna go to like the TV Guide channel on my phone and tell okay. you, there's always like early 2000s movies playing or like. That's what I was going to say. Like, I don't have yeah. TV anymore, but I would say, like, in the 90s, when this show was airing, 
Yes. Like you could turn on like TBS, you could turn on TNT and there would always be like a random movie on, not necessarily as old timey as some of the ones that I feel like they show on Dawson's Creek though. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, on television, right. The second we have on AMC Jurassic park three. Um, oh my I God. Okay. Yeah. We have, um, the little mermaid playing, on a channel the old one john wick is on paramount okay um neat yeah just like a bunch of old it's not super old tiny but yeah I'm, like I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna keep looking uh and see if there's anything going on but yeah there's always like the most random movies like usually you can find like legally blonde pretty easily yeah um just like random stuff um uh saskia also had to say i like that the relationship between pacey and doug became more nuanced in this episode which i would i would agree with uh and the whole kids that remind us of our main characters thing was a bit on the nose but it did make me laugh at a few points especially in the dawson storyline he really was that obnoxious kid (laughs) yeah for, for real um uh i'm always excited to hear your thoughts as always even though it's been hard to get used to waiting for a whole week after binging the podcast sorry saskia that's very funny that's relatable content though um it's so so fun thank you for catching up by the way i love when people like binge and then tell us about it it's really cool because it always makes it always makes me wonder of like okay what like because i don't remember stuff that we said like you know freaking three years ago or something you know um Okay, we also have um, a voicemail from Temi. Uh, so let's see what he has to say. Canadien, Québécois, no, je suis américain. Unlike Harley, not every girl has posters of guys on their ceilings. You know, some girls are women. They imagine chess boards and chess pieces. On their ah. <laughs> I was really hoping to see Miss Jacobs or Mr. Peterson. I really love them. So I should go to this meeting with some idiot parents and hear what they have to and tell me what I've been doing wrong for the last 35 years. I'd rather eat dirt. Pacey <laughs> at the beginning would fit right in with uh, the Roy siblings dealing with... Uh, trying to help with their their oh, dad no. in a hospital. Yeah. At the beginning, he definitely um, really showed his compassionate feelings later, but at the beginning, he was hot, super hot. You know, he was wearing a nice scarf, and Joey's coat throughout the episode is superb, and, you know, Mike Potter, he has a coat on his chest. You know, and Pacey, he should have called Andy for some advice about his dad. Uh, this will make sense for you in about two months. Um, and you know, the show looks so much better on Max. It has a Paul Cole theme song, but Hulu, Hulu for shame looks like has not been remastered and has the other song, which I don't really like, you know, Dawson, he needs a ghostbuster on a time machine, man, some important shit happened in the last 10 minutes. I had a quick watch the the video for. Friends Forever from Say by the Bell to really capture what happened in those last 10 minutes. Thanks. Bye. 
the Hulu song is trash. The fact that one streaming service has the regular theme song and the other one doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Did Hulu just not want to fork over the big bucks? I don't know. That's pretty wild. They thought that we all had. I don't want to wait. But no, it's specifically why I um, stopped watching on Hulu and started watching on HBO instead. Mm, I, I do. I mean. Oh my god, what was it? My heart is in my hands, my head is in the clouds. Yeah. Yeah, I missed it. My heart is turning. Maybe it was a moment in time that we'll never get back. It's just trash compared to I don't want to wait. Sarah. Anyway, um, let's hear what Joy has to say because she sent us in a voicemail. Hey guys, Joy here. Uh so I know this is last week's episode but i felt it deserved a little bit more um in the long ass email that i sent sorry about that uh there were just a couple of little tidbits that i forgot about because i was just so excited because we were on that episode <laughs> um okay so this episode aired uh on valentine's oh, no i'm sorry not on valentine's day it aired february 12th so it was a valentine's day episode which is just adorable. Um, and it was written by Gina Pretori, who gave us like a lot of really good, amazing Pacey Joey um, episodes. She did Four to Tango. She did oh. To Green with Love, which is the episode where he gives her the wall. Uh, she did The Longest oh, wow. Day. She did Future Tense, where we get drunk Joey. Um, so, you know, Castaways is because of her. And I'm forever grateful for Gina Pretori. <laughs> um, there was uh, a line that you guys kind of just they didn't really skip over it, but like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was where they're talking about how they don't talk about sex. And um, Pacey goes to Joey, you may be thinking about having it because, you know, I thought I was a sick burn. <laughs> I just thought it needed another mention. He's like, I'm having it, but you're just thinking about having it. <laughs> anyway, and then um, there was an interview a little while ago where Joshua Jackson was asked what was his favorite episode, what episode was he like most excited about. And he said Castaways. And he oh. said, um, that, you know, he was really happy to be able to have the time to work on it and kind of just play around with Katie Holmes and, you know, make it just really, really good. And, you know, after 20 years, that's the one that just sticks in his memory the most. So, um, you know, because he's a big shipper of Pacey and Joey as well. If you watch any interviews that they ask about it, he's super, super fan. Uh, anyway, that's it. And uh, thanks for listening. And till next time. Bye. That, that is such so... a fun tidbit amazing oh my gosh he loves it he's a big jossie shipper yeah 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 that i knew that i did know i didn't realize that this was the episode that he like uh points to in terms of like one that he remembers that like most fondly um but i love that i love that little tidbit um we also got an email from joy for this week's episode and she too loves she calls them the pacey heart eyes which yes. it really is like the heart eye emoji. It's heart right? eyes, but it's also sex eyes. Oh my god, yeah, definitely. It's the alluring. sex eyes are when they're like six inches apart, like their faces are almost touching. Ooh, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she says, uh, Pacey is vulnerable and tells her, Joey what he's afraid of, but Joey is still hesitant because of their history scares her. Um, Pacey wants to think about their future while not forgetting their past, and they're too adorable um and she says pacey handles her rejection of his kiss with such grace and understanding because he's the best this is true that pacey did handle it better than i did 
Uh, and she, I love her saying, I don't care about Professor Heston and I don't care about Harley or Patrick. We don't either, which is why we mostly skipped over that. Part. Oops. Sorry, and, not sorry. Sorry. Um, uh, Joey also says the dynamic between Doug and Pacey is fascinating. These are two brothers who've been treated in different ways by their father, one the golden child and one the black sheep. And because Pacey's making money now, he's been elevated in John's eyes and Doug can't handle that. Pacey said daily beatings, whether verbal or physical, that is horrific. I don't accept this John yes. Witter redemption arc, though. Actually, I want to stop down yeah. and apologize that I absolutely did not remember and take into consideration in our conversations that not only was he emotionally abused, but physically abused. Oh, yeah. And we saw it, too. We did see it. And I, I was so focused on the emotional abuse that... I don't mean to undermine the physical abuse because yeah. obviously that's equally more so. Uh, Who equally, knows? It's, it's all bad. Equally it's all bad, horrible. Yeah. So like, I just wanted to like, thank you so much, Joy, because like I said, I've been like very in the feels today about like how emotionally taxing this has been for the guys. So um, the physical abuse and then once again kind of piggybacking off of what i had said earlier about mr witter which by the way jessica you, you and i are so respectful to the parents by calling them mr, mr. blank yeah. and like joy's like john and i didn't even like, know his first john. name to be honest i didn't remember it um okay like for for i'm just gonna piggyback off what i said earlier that mr witter like was acting like everything was like gucci yeah between the two of them when that is a huge element too, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. And Joey goes on to say, I don't accept this John Ritter redemption arc though, uh, which I completely agree. Um, I also don't accept that Patrick is supposed to be a mini Pacey in the same way that Harley is a mini Joey. Maybe season one Pacey, but season two on Pacey is light years different from Patrick. So I'm not buying it. I completely agree with that as well. Um, I love that Pacey doesn't need his father's approval. Maybe he got some kind of closure and he knew that Doug needed the approval more than him, which I, yeah, I love that idea of like Pacey feeling more secure and being like, okay, I'll give a, I'll give Doug a gimme by saying, oh, he got the solo room for Mr. Ritter. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the conversation Joey has with Harley because we get some insight into what Joey's feeling. Dating Eddie, though I hate him, was really good for Joey. She matured a lot and grew more confident in what she wants. Uh, this moment between Dawson and PC is nice, though I don't get why Dawson is surprised at PC's actions and looking in on Gail. Of course he would do that. And we know that being invited in meant the world to PC. I don't necessarily think Dawson is surprised. I just think he's more of like, oh my gosh, that's so kind. Like that's, I, I like that Dawson thanked PC for doing that because you could tell it meant a lot to him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, and Joy finishes out. Joy's message to Pacey is very telling. She says she's not going to think about the past, but what their future could be. That deep breath after. Girl is still scared, but she's willing to get past it and try again with Pacey. I love them so much. Yeah. Um, so thank you for the feedback, Joy. Hard to not love. Uh, well, actually, sometimes it is hard to love these two. But yeah, but in this moment, it's easy to love them. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, we got an email from Kimmy, and the subject line is, What the fuck was that episode? <laughs> so you know it's gonna be a good one. Kimmy, uh, we <laughs> Kimmy, go on, go forward, uh, go forward. No, seriously, this episode should be called WTF. Why the fuck? Because I have several WTFs. 
WTF, don't Joey and Pacey kiss? Why did she go over there if not to kiss him? True. What is she thinking about? Even Sarah is sipping Jossie juice. What is Joey's problem? I don't know. She's losing it. She doesn't, she wasn't, she doesn't want the D, you know? No, and it's very frustrating for all of us. We are um, sexually frustrated for her. Yes. Uh, <laughs> why the fuck does Harley need a babysitter at 3.30 p.m. while her father shops? She is 15. We yeah. don't know. We don't know. Exactly. Uh, why the fuck are they trying to compare this knucklehead idiot to Pacey? This is Drew. Va- this is Yui Valentine, not Pacey Litter. Oh, yes. That's incredible. That is incredible. Man, remember that point? Remember Yui? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say something really mean about him, but. We're missing characters to hate on, I think. Because we used to have Yui. We used to have Henry. We used to, you know what I mean? Like, where are the people we hate so much? Hetson? But he just sucks. He's not even fun to hate. Yeah. Um, why the fuck? Why the fuck have we never seen Dougie out of a policeman uniform? Does he never have days off? Is he a recurring cartoon character on the TV series, Doug? It's true. It's true. He hasn't. He really doesn't have any other costumes. They're just like, this is your daily outfit. Be there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Uh, it's like the saying, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. There you go. He's always prepared like a little, uh, what is it? Boy Scout. Uh, Why the fuck doesn't Dawson talk to his friends anymore? Um, you know, busy with Hollywood stuff, I guess. Yeah, he's he's a busy man. Busy, busy bee. Uh, where the fuck are Jen and Jack? Uh, the show hates them. Confirmed. You know, that's the only cares about the Who? trio. Yeah, wait, we really haven't seen uh, Jack, especially in weeks, forever. Maybe, maybe um, Kirsten was like busy or something, like filming, filming something a else. Final Destination or maybe? some other nonsense. Uh, Kimmy finishes out. Sorry you had to endure that after last week's masterpiece. Pumped about Freaks and Geeks. I've never seen it. I thought you guys were teasing Save by the Bell, uh, but just add that to the list. Save by the Bell, I think, I believe it, didn't it start in the 80s? I think it did. It started in 89. Yeah. And then it finished in the 90s. Um, Not that that means we wouldn't ever cover it, but it's certainly also a lot longer than uh, Freaks and Geeks, which is only one season, which we love. Um, so that was what we had to hear from Kimmy. Thank you all for sending in feedback. If you want to send in your feedback, shit90spod at gmail.com, or you could leave us a voicemail at shit90spod.com. Love it. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Do you want to know what next week's episode is titled? Yes. Sex and violence. This gives me hope. No, because every single time it's an interesting always, title, it's a we get out. set up. If so. no one has sex, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> I guarantee you there will be no sex and there probably won't be any violence. Either. I want to see people punching people. I want to see people. I don't want, I mean, I don't need to see them doing it, but I need to know they're doing it. Like, come on. I'll be pissed. I know the show. I know the show every single time I'm disappointed. <sighs> Well, hopefully we're not too disappointed. No, but yeah. And I also want to say one more thing. One more thing. Okay. Yeah. Actually, no, you finish your thought. And then I was I'll just going to say, say we're also thing. not going to be alone. We're going to yes. be joined by Mary and Lee next week. So that's very exciting. 
I'm very excited to talk to both of them. Lee is a, a listener and it's Mary. Um, and she is like very good friends with Mary Krakowski. And we love Mary. And we've had Mary on. If you listened to the Boy Meets World podcast, you know Mary. We've had Mary on, on a lot. Yeah. And we also collaborated with Mary for Do Revenge. Yes. She's, um, she's from the Kowski cast podcast and like our hap. She was everywhere. She's, she's like everywhere. She's so yeah. talented. She's no. so talented. I always say to her, I'm like, girly, like, why are you in the corporate world? You're just like the <laughs> most talented yeah. thing. Like, why don't you go and do something with your talents? Yeah. Um, And I'm really excited to meet Lee because I know that she's like been with us for a while. And yeah, and she loves Austin's Creek. So. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited. And then I also like my last thought for this episode is that like, yes, there's a lot of bullshit but, like, Jess, like, I feel like we haven't had, like, a conversation this impassioned about, like, some of these characters. Like, yeah. Pacey and his family in a really long time. So if you take out the bullshit. If you take out the Joey and Harley stuff, like, I really actually thought there was a lot to talk about. There's a lot of meat in there. Yeah. yeah. Dawson and stuff was, like, more, like, fun fluff than it was, like, super, super I don't. Serious. Yeah. I honestly, it's, like, I care about the Dawson storyline when it relates. At the end with Pacey. So yeah, exactly. honestly, Pacey, it was Pacey's Pond. Pacey's this Pond episode. this episode. Pacey's Pond. We're back in. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, so yeah, more Dawson's Creek next week. Freaks and Geeks starts next week. We're starting with just, just the pilot. Um. So if you want to list, if you want to watch and send in feedback, same place, shit90spot at gmail.com. If you want to do that. Um, beyond that, you can find me at the Jess Sterling. I'm finishing up Community with Josh Wiggler over on Pusher Recaps. We're in season six. Sarah and I cover in Just Like That, which season two is actually much improved from season one, in my opinion. Um, so you could check that out. And the After Party returns. If you liked season one on Apple TV, it is coming back next week. I'm going to be joined by Grace and Ariel to cover it over on Pusher Recaps. Um, so that is everything I have going on. Um, besides my Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Jess Sterling, if you want to follow me there. Uh, Sarah, you have a bunch of stuff like kind of wrapping up very soon. Yeah, I'm really sad about it because Adam and I have been covering How I Met Your Father and Platonic, both of which are ending in the coming week uh two weeks so um two shows coming to a close for post show recaps um yeah i don't really know like if either or both are getting renewed hopefully if they do yeah the writer's strike certainly isn't helping that situation for sure so only time will tell but i'm sure something else equally as interesting will pop up for me to cover over there and you know i'm gonna be at my home base over at shit 90 shows taught me incredible so we will be back next week with more dawson's creek uh thank you all for listening and have a good one everybody goodbye just ask shit 90 shows taught me